You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Four Fit Fatherhood, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And uh, today I'm uh, going to be doing a live episode. You know, I promised you guys that this month would be a interview. So. Figured it might be better to just continue on this one because I can stop interviews. But let me uh let me type this in real quick. So you know when I do these ones, uh, these lately anyway, I've uh, been doing it live on Instagram. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen it there. Um, if you haven't, then you you haven't, or if you don't, then you haven't. So um, what's happening? Oh, there we go. Um, so a couple of just quick quick housekeeping things before we dive into the podcast. Um, like I said before, uh, for you guys that are listening to the podcast um, or listening and not actually following me yet on Instagram, um, you can follow me at the number four fit fatherhood at uh, so at the number four fit fatherhood on Instagram on Twitter. Um, not really on Facebook like that. I'm on Facebook personally, but not as a podcast or as a as a you know four fit fatherhood. Um, and then. Uh, like I said, this month, I know I talked about doing more guest episodes. I'm recording guest episodes, um, but I haven't posted any, and I don't think I'm going to, only because um, for this month, the next three weeks, I'm going to be traveling. Um, I'm going to be all up and down California this week and half of next week, um, and then I'm I'm leaving to go to Asia uh, for a couple of weeks uh, towards the, the end of this month, all the way to the middle of July. Um, so I'll be out there for 16 or 18 days. Um, so I don't want to like start anything, uh, you know, necessarily start anything and then not be able to nurture it. Um, and so I'm not going to necessarily, uh, post those things out because typically when I do guest episodes, they get a lot of, a lot of feedback. Um, you know, when I'm interviewing guests that you guys love (laughs) or that you guys want to hear information from, then it, you know, it's, it's best to post those where I have time to nurture to post more of the clips from the episode to get you guys more feedback to maybe link up and connect and do a live with the person that is in the actual episode. Um, and it's going to be tough to do that. I think while traveling, um, because I'm going to be in a few different places, uh, Singapore, um, Thailand, Bali, and 
for a little while as well. So, um, you know, there's no guarantees on what guys will do. I don't want to take a bunch of podcast equipment with me. Um, I can take my computer and I did place in my phone. So, I want equipment. So, Shortchange you guys, right? The goal is to gain you guys as much value as possible and I don't want you to mess that up. Uh, so that's the podcast. Uh, the community. So a couple of things. Uh, I've been doing a Discord group. Uh, I've been talking to you guys about the Discord group where, you know, thank you uh, for the Safe Travels comment. I'm talking about the Discord group, uh, kind of bringing all my different fatherhood groups together into one uh, location that is, is kind of centralized. Um, where we can kind of talk about the faith, we can talk about the fitness, we can talk about the finance, we can talk about the fatherhood, like all the different things that are on this uh, particular platform on Instagram that you see me post, but on the Discord or in the Discord, you get a lot more of, you know, interaction that, you know, between you and I or you and another coach, I'm sorry, you and another person, you and another father, you and another uh, whoever, right, in regards to that topic. Um, like I said, I have multiple groups kind of running all at the same time, which will requires a lot for me. And as my life gets busier, as my kids get busier, they keep me doing things, running from place to place. Um, then it's harder for me to manage those groups effectively. So I brought it all into one location. Something new that I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to start building it out now and probably looking in July to have this thing kind of really, really going uh, as I linked up with uh, with Social Bub, um, where I'm going to be kind of hosting that membership area, um, you know, where I have Everybody kind of in one place where the courses will be, um, all these kind of posts will be, we'll be doing live events, we'll be doing, you know, uh, all these different kind of things that are in there to support your fatherhood, to support your manhood, uh, to support, you know, you as a person, right? And so that'll be, you'll see me post some more about that and that'll pop up uh, probably full bore in, in uh, July. Um, trying to think of what else there is that's, that's housekeeping type stuff. I think that's it. I think we can get into the podcast. Um, so a couple of things catching you guys up uh, since the last time I've been on here. Um, a couple of things have happened. One, my daughters uh, both have dived into acting. Um, as you guys know, if you've been listening there, they both play softball. Uh, they play the piano. Um, they, they take Spanish lessons that so are working on their, their Espanol. Es, es poquito, but, but it can be, you know, it, it obviously can get better. Um, so they're working on that. Um, what else are they doing? They, they, my youngest is no longer a elementary school kid. She, I'm sorry, my oldest is no longer an elementary school kid. She is officially going to middle school. So I'm now a preteen dad. Uh, and that's exciting. That comes with its own challenges. And she's got like her little attitude and her own little swag. Um, and that is, is, you know, it's, it's its own thing, right? So I talked about, uh, on a live, on a previous live that if you aren't growing in your fatherhood, um, you're going to end up missing out because your children are growing, right? Like I don't have a, a, I have a 10 year old, but she's 10 going on 13, right? And so if I don't mature in the way that I parent her, if I don't mature in the type of man that I am, if I don't understand the world that she's being presented with, and I don't, you know, kind of entrench myself in that understanding, then I'm not going to be a good father to a teenager. You know, a, a good father to a 10 year old isn't the same as a good father to a teenager. And so, I've got to, you know, step my game up now that I have a middle schooler. Um, but they dive into acting. And this is what's really cool. This is my youngest is all about the arts. She likes to uh, she likes to sing. She likes to draw. Um, she really, really likes to act. Right. Last year, she did acting camp. 
Um, they made a movie. She had kind of like an ensemble role where she was just kind of playing the background. She had a few speaking parts, but nothing major. Um, my oldest is is probably of the two the better singer, um, but doesn't she's more sporty than she is uh, artsy, right? Um, she can draw really well. She can sing. She's you know she can do all. They all are, they're both pretty similar in that regard, um, but they were in a play, uh, a Little Mermaid. They both were in a Little Mermaid. Um, they played various roles. The the prominent like speaking role, they were the the princesses. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the like the Broadway version of the Little Mermaid, but the, uh, the princesses that are presented to Prince Eric uh, as you know the girls that he should marry. Uh, they both got to be a princess, uh, which was their their major speaking role, um, and they both did amazing. Uh, this is the first time that they've been in a full blown blown play. Um, so they had six shows over five days. Um, and that was really, really cool, really great experience for them um, to get out there and have to be out on stage in front of people. And they did something that I struggled with doing. Um, you know, when I first got into coaching and I was coaching football, uh, was something I was really comfortable in, but standing out in front of 110, you know, 110 athletes and have them looking at you, expecting you to say something is difficult, right? Being in front of a crowd and, and public speaking is difficult, but these two, stepped up and sung and danced and spoke their roles and no had made no mistakes. They didn't fumble. They had great inflection. Their attitudes were great. And so obviously I'm a super proud dad. If they would have got up there and sucked, I would have told you they did, you know, I would have told you they sucked. But <laughs> but I would have been uh, you know, just as proud of their effort and their their intention to get up there and do well. But I was pleasantly surprised by how well they did. Um really, really enjoyed the show. Um, and it was really cool to see, um, you know, these young people get up there and put on a great performance, like singing, dancing, the whole nine. It was really, really cool. Um, so that's happened. I'm be traveling. But here is the podcast. Let me get to the podcast because typically don't get up and apparently every day. Typically, for sure, this early. I typically wait till like noon. So I got to get up early and take care of business before we go have some fun. So let's talk about what we came here to talk about and topic is legacy. So I heard something the other day, and we talk about legacy all the time, and usually it's it's in regards to it could be in regards to anything, right? But but the way that it was explained in the video that I saw the other day is that legacy is is very similar to planting a seed to grow a tree that you never actually get to see, right? Like planting a, planting a seed to grow a tree that will provide shade for your children or your children's children or your children's children's children later on. Like having having the the wherewithal and having the ability to step back and see the big picture and understand that what you're doing today will echo throughout time and ultimately will affect your children and their children and the children beyond them. I think if we look at the legacy of, of some of our own fathers, some of our grandfathers, um, I think when you look at a lot of times when I talk to to fathers and they, you know my dad wasn't there, and then they, you ask them, you know, about their grandfather and their grandfather wasn't there. Right. And so there's a legacy of, of you know, not being present. I think we are 
and we can be as a generation of men and fathers uh different than the, the previous generation right we we have the ability or we have the opportunity to create a different type of legacy for our children uh, a different type of legacy for the world that we leave behind i think it goes beyond our children i think it starts there right but i think the type of man and i say this all the time about why i parent my children the way i parent them but i think it goes beyond your household like i'm going to parent the hell out of my kids in my household right i'm going to pour into them every possible thing I can pour into them. One, because I want them to be great, right? I want them to be the best possible version of themselves that they could possibly be. But then also I want <clears throat> the world to be better. And for me to help the world be better, I had to do two things. One, I gotta make sure that the people that I have charge over, the people that I am in control of, or the people that I help guide, grow and, and nurture, go out and be great uh, co contributors to society. But then also, in doing this and working with you guys and talking to fathers is if I am able to infect them to do, want to do the same thing or want to, uh, you know, create a better family, better children, then their children go out into the world and help create a better world. Not only that, but then my kids get to interact with their kids and they got great kids and, and the world becomes a better place. Right. So I think when we talk about legacy, yes, it is definitely about the children that are under your tutelage from Nepal. Oh, that's that's dope. Wow. Uh, good morning. Um, so it's definitely about the children that are underneath your wing that are inside your household. But then also beyond that, right beyond that, this can be their children and their children's children. But then the community around you. Right. Like I I have some pretty decent neighbors. I don't know them all, but I know the guys across the street. I know the husband and wife uh, that live next to them. I don't really talk to my neighbor too much, but I, you know, I know I'm like, Hey, you know, we, we talk about who's going to cut that line of the grass in between or who's going to trim that shrub. We have that conversation. We don't go really past that. Um, I know the neighbors that moved in just next door. Um, and what they know of me is that I am a pretty good dude, right? I am also a pretty good father, right? Cause they see me outside interacting with my kids, see me doing stuff with the kids outside in the neighborhood. Um, and not just my kids, but the kids in the neighborhood as well. Right. And so that legacy of of, you know, being a good man is passed beyond my children. Um, I think sometimes, though, where we run into issues is that we get so focused on like if we're trying to fix the legacy. Right. Like, uh, again, like I say, where dudes have, uh, you know, father wounds. Right. Their father wasn't around or wasn't available. And so your focus becomes, OK, I'm going to make sure I'm present. I'm going to make sure I'm available. And it comes so focused on the right now and going so hard on the moment that you miss some of the times where you could kind of leave a lasting legacy. Right. Can kind of get beyond what what you are just doing with your kids. Right. Because, again, when I'm I'm inside my house with my kids, I can be really, really great. Right. But they also need to see how I interact outside the house. They need to understand how I interact at work, um, how I talk to, you know, when I, we're on the street and I, I pass somebody that can do absolutely nothing for me, right? How I talk to the janitors, how I talk to the CEO, right? How I talk to some, you know, someone who's homeless and how I interact with them. Um, it's the same way I interact with somebody that, that, you know, could possibly, you know, put some money in my pocket. Um, I think one of the kids, one of the things that my kid note, my kids notice of me, and this is probably just because of who I am in this particular community, um, because I've been coaching uh, strength conditioning and sports and all these things. So it really connects you to a lot of people. But there's not many places that we go that I don't see somebody I know or somebody that knows me. Right. 
but the common thread when they see me or when I see them is is happiness. Like, hey, what's up, man? So so excited to see you, Coach Rod. I haven't seen you in a while. High fives and handshakes, right? And my kids are always like, who is that? <laughs> like, you know them? And I'm like, I mean, I you know, I don't know them, know them, but they know who I am. I I know who they are. We respect each other. We head nods and handshakes, and everything is all love. And that's because of the like the legacy or kind of like the 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 image and the, I don't even know what the word is right now, but that's who I've created myself as in this community, right? And that's going to last on because my kids see it and they're going to go out and do something similar, right? They're going to know people and the people in the neighborhood hopefully are going to love them uh, and li- or at least like them, right? Like I, I say, if people say all the time, like, if you don't have any haters, you must be doing anything wrong. And I, me and my wife go back and forth about this. And I'm like, I don't think I have any. Right. I don't think I'm doing anything. (laughs) I don't think I'm doing everything right, but I don't feel like or maybe I'm just not paying attention. Maybe I just don't pay attention to it. And that's also very possible. But I don't know anyone. Right. Or I don't know of anyone that I would consider a hater. Somebody's hating on me. Right. Or somebody's in my community that's bad mouthing me or somebody in the neighborhood. Even even I have real life competitors in my business. Right. Real life competitors in my business. I mean, like I ran a gym at my our main facility. There were four facilities like on a corner around us, right? Everybody in each gym, we was all cool. I was cool with everybody, right? Like I could I could walk into the gym across the street wearing my gym shirt, high fives and handshakes to all the trainers, high fives and handshakes to the owner, CEO, like everybody knows, you know, because they know that I'm a man of integrity. I'm not gonna go in. I'm not trying to steal your athletes. I'm not trying to steal your clients. I'm not trying to figure out what you guys are doing training-wise. Because honestly, I don't care. I'm going to focus on doing what I do best. Right? When I do what I do best, then it's going to draw athletes. Right? I've never had an issue with someone like saying something negative about me. Like, I've got nothing but good reviews. I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say I got nothing but bad reviews. But they're all within reason. Some people complain about some bad reviews. Yeah, you just complain about but say all that to say the type of person you are echoes beyond your household, right? The type of man you are echoes beyond your kids and they what they see, right? Because presenting yourself as someone inside your home is different than what you, you present yourself as outside the home, right? Because if you're like a great man inside the house, but outside the outside world is like, man, he's a POS, um, then that's not cool, right? Because your kids are going to interact with people on the outside world, right? So when you're talking about leaving a legacy, it's not just about what you do in the home, right? It's about what you do outside, right? How you interact with people, who you talk to and how you talk to them, right? That's why when I'm on here on social media, um, on Instagram specifically, um, if you see me post something, right? And you, everybody can have their own opinion on it, right? You don't have to agree with me. You you can agree or disagree and that's cool, right? Um, people will, will disagree with me. They'll say bullshit or, you know, they, they'll call me out on, on something I posted and, and uh, or they'll say, you know, I'm unfollowing. Um, and I don't, I don't argue. I just ask, hey, well, you know, what was it about that, that that made you want to unfollow? Or what do you think about that post or that comment or that caption that's bullshit? Like, let's talk about it, right? Because I value everybody's opinion. I don't have to agree with you. Right. But I value your, your opinion and I'll, you know, I'll take it into consideration. We can go back and forth. We could talk about it. Um, and at the end of it, one or two things is going to happen. One, we're going to agree to disagree. 
or two or actually three things, right? We're going to agree to disagree. Um, you're going to say something that either strengthens my stance, right? And so that I can be more comfortable in saying what I said, or you're going to force me to think something differently, right? You're going to, you're going to allow me to step back and look at what I thought, my perspective, um, and give it a, a better understanding, right? And isn't that what we should all be doing? Shouldn't we all be trying to seek better understanding? Shouldn't we all be trying to get better every day? Like if we just only surround ourselves with people who say the same things that we say, then we aren't getting any better, right? We're just kind of stuck in this groupthink idea um, of just going along with the status quo, right? And sometimes you got to challenge the status quo, right? Sometimes you have to force yourself uh, to, to do something that's outside of what you would normally do, right? Like they say, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And so I enjoy saying things um, sometimes that, that are not, I like not devil's advocate, right? I, I play devil's advocate with my friends sometimes, but but I don't I don't typically do it on here. I typically am posting things that that I think deserve deeper conversation. Um, that conversation can go either way, right? It could be positive, it could be negative, right? And sometimes I think when people see me post things on social media, they automatically assume that I am 100% supporting that whatever that post is, and that's not the case, right? Sometimes I post stuff that I disagree with. And I disagree with completely, but I post it because it's relevant to fatherhood or I post it because it's relevant to manhood. Right. Like um, me and a really good friend of mine had a uh, we're helping another friend of ours move and he moved about an hour away. So we were in a uh, moving truck driving together and we're talking about different things. We talked about, you know, Andrew Tate um, and we talked about uh, Kevin Samuels, if you're familiar so the Andrew Tate thing, the conversation was like, you know, he he didn't he didn't vibe with Andrew Tate, right? He just didn't like, you know, his energy, okay? And that's fine. I, I'm not like a uh, I'm not like an Andrew Tate fan. I'm not like a, what do you call himself the top G. I'm not a top G fan, but I can look at some of the things that he says. And this is what what my friend said to me. He was like, you have a unique ability to separate the message from the messenger, right? Because I can look at the things that he's saying, and and see okay that that's not a, that's not really, you know, making yourself better physically, uh, improving yourself to a point where you don't need support from anybody else, uh, you know, having self-confidence and all these different things that he says, I can look at those and be like, dang, those are actually good things that you want a young man to learn, right? You, you do want a young man to pursue his, his goals and his passions and, and become a better person before he starts pursuing, uh, women or marriage or all these other things. Um, I think there is some vanity stuff in there that maybe we can do without, like wanting to get, you know, fancy cars and houses and all those things we probably don't need. But but if you don't use those things as examples or goals, sometimes people won't push themselves. Like if you don't say, hey, you go out and work as hard as you can uh, to get a Ferrari, people will just, you know, coast, right? They won't push themselves unless you set a high goal. And so <clears throat> kind of looking at some of the things that he says, I'm like, oh, man, that's actually good stuff, right? And so. I've done it before on here. And this is where it kind of got started. My friend was like, yeah, I saw you posted the, the Andrew Tate thing. And he was like, I told my wife, Rod is about to get killed on here. And and I did. I did. Y'all y'all came for me. You attacked me. And it's cool because, like I said, I was posting about the content, the, the words, right? Not the person, right? I wasn't posting. You can see me tag Andrew Tate and, and, and cheer and champion Andrew Tate. But the words he was saying couldn't be denied. And I, and I said, and this was in the back and forth of the commentary, I was like, if I had posted this without him on the video and it was just the voiceover, would it have gotten this kind of 
response, right? Or if I had changed, like if I took the video and went to CapCut and, cha and changed the voice sound, right? And changed it to some AI voice, right? Same words, people probably would have loved what he was saying, right? But as soon as they saw the video and it was Andrew Tate saying that, right? We associate the message and the messenger and the message gets lost because we don't like the messenger. But sometimes we have to be able to separate the two. Like your kids have to do it with you when you're disciplining them, right? And they're in trouble. Should they think of you as a disciplinarian and the person that gets them in trouble or the person that loves them, right? You have to be able to separate the message from the messenger. I think it's really one one cool thing that, that I learned from, from coaching as an athlete when I was playing football. It's like your coaches will get in your face. They will jump in your face. They will cuss you out. They will dog walk you. It's because they want you to do a certain task. They want you to be there. No, like, don't get me wrong. There's some bad coaches. There's some terrible coaches out there that just cuss kids out and don't teach them anything. But a lot of times, that coaching or the way that they're coaching is about the message, not the messenger. It's not about them. It's about the message that they're conveying. Hey, I need you to read, pull action, go fill the gap, and I need you in the backfield. I need that to tackle for loss. And they might not say it as clearly as that. It may be MF this, MF that, and they might grab you by the face mask. But if you are understanding of the situation, you hear what they're saying, and you go make it happen, right? So when I post something like that, and I haven't posted in a while because I don't feel like for real arguing. <laughs> I haven't posted Andrew Tate. And plus, you know, he's been locked up or whatever. Um, but I haven't posted anything. But I see it all the time, right? Like, because I'm in this whole manhood space and this fatherhood space, there's constantly like, you know, Andrew Tate voiceovers and things like that are in the background and, you know, these fancy cars and Bugattis or whatever, right? And I'm like, damn, he's saying some really good stuff. But, you know, uh, the, the, the sex trafficking and, you know, him being in court and all these things are going to be negative. People are going to be pissed off about it. And so I don't feel like, uh, you know, fighting that battle. But that doesn't mean that he's entirely wrong. Right. Like there are <clears throat> there are some things that he says that that, you know, aren't aren't wrong. Right. Uh, Kevin Samuel, same thing. Rest in peace. And that's my frat brother. So, you know, rest in peace to, to Kevin Samuel. Um, but some people get up in arms about the things that he was saying and how he was talking to, to women specifically. And if you paid attention, he was talking his whole purpose initially had nothing to do with women. It was about men becoming better men or more high, what do you call it, unquote, high value. And I don't like that term, but high value men, right? Um, getting to a certain level, achieving a certain level of status, um, you know, and then it kind of, you know, women kind of fell into that as they normally do. Um, they kind of nose their way around and find their way in. And then he started replying to women, they calling them up, asking them questions and, you know, it didn't go well, right? Uh, got him a lot of negative press. Um, but again, if you look at what he's saying, Right. If you can just close your eyes for a second and not see the person, but hear the words, not really saying things that are that bad. Right. You if you want, if you are. A six and I don't you know, I don't quantify people, but let's say you do, let's say you quantify uh, men or women. And you're a six out of ten. Um, you don't have a job. You don't have really anything going for you. You're not really bringing anything to the table. How can you expect a ten out of ten? Uh, with a good job, money, cars, houses, all these things to want to partake in a lifetime experience with you. It's really hard for that to be, you know, to make sense. But you say that out loud nowadays and it gets you in trouble, gets you canceled or it gets you villainized or vilified. Um, and that's just not cool. Right. Um, but all of that saying, again, is going back to legacy. 
right? Because you have to um, be careful about what you present to the world. Again, like I said, these dudes are saying things that aren't entirely wrong. And you've probably heard your favorite motivational speaker or your favorite um, um, your favorite poet right? or your favorite Instagram influencer. You've probably heard them say some things that are very similar, but the presentation is different because of the person, right? And so when you're leaving, talking about leaving a legacy to your family, uh, of you know finance of uh, faith of uh, fitness uh you know all those things it also goes a long way to say about the kind of person you are right because the kind of person you are is a legacy that's left behind as well because your kids are watching you they're watching who you are and what you're doing right they're watching the type of person you are and how you interact so your legacy goes beyond generational wealth right a lot of us have been talking about this generational wealth thing Right, we go out and we make a bunch of money, uh, and we leave money behind to our kids, right? And that's cool because you know, as a as a man, as a husband, as a father, providing is one of those things that you you know you're supposed to do. <clears throat> but that isn't the only legacy you leave, right? Leaving a house and a car and and some some cash is cool, but you know the, your your attitude, the the culture of your household, how you interact in the community, that is a part of your legacy as well, right? Long after you're gone, when people speak your name, what are your children going to hear, right? Like if someone, if my children, when I pass, are rolling around the city um, and, and uh, you know, they say, hey, you know, my dad was Rod Richard. And, oh, man, oh, he was such a good dude, like really great person. That's that's legacy, right? That's legacy. Not like, oh, yeah, he had a, he had a nice car. <laughs> like, who cares? Nobody cares what kind of cars are because in 20 years from now, 40 years from now, 70 years from now, whenever it is that I pass, it probably won't be 70 years because I'll be 110. Um, but no one's going to remember what car I had. Like they don't even remember what car I had a couple of years ago. I had a really nice one, too. They don't remember that car. They don't care. Right. They don't care about what the size of the house that I live in. What they care about is how I treated them. Right. And so my legacy isn't the nice things that I can leave behind. My legacy is the person that I am. So when we talk about legacy and we talk about it's you know planting the seed for a tree that'll grow later on, right? That we never get to see for you know we're, we're providing shade for someone we'll never get to meet. Um, it's bigger than than putting some money in the bank. It's bigger than a life insurance uh, policy. It's bigger than uh, you know a trust fund, right? And all of those things are great. And you should probably have all not probably you should have all of those. You should have your affairs in order, right? Once you become a father, right away, you should start getting those affairs in order, right? Because you have another person that's going to need to depend on you, right? So day one, maybe even before that, right? When conception, right around whenever you decide that's real, right? And that's up to you. Um, but that's when you should start preparing. Get your life insurance situation figured out. Start paying down your debts. You're not leaving debt to anybody. Like all of these different things get your affairs in order, but that's not the legacy that you leave, right? The legacy you leave is the type of person you are, that when your kids go out wearing your last name, that there's a certain level of respect and kindness and courtesy that's given to them, right? Like when my kids go out now and they, they sign up for sports, uh, a lot of times, you know, they'll see my last name and they'll be like, oh man, are you Coach Rod's daughter? And that, that comes with, that comes with uh, some privilege and some pressure, 
right? Because I like, again, I've been in the community here training or, or coaching for 15, 16, 17 years. And, uh, you know, people expect a lot from them if they're my daughters, they're my kids, right? But they also treat them differently than they treat other kids, right? Because of the person that I am and the person that I've been, uh, it, it gets them a certain level of kind of baseline respect, but it also forces them to live up to that level of respect, which I also enjoy, right? Because they don't allow them to slide and try to, you know, get by like they might another kid, right? And they also pay a little bit more attention to them and treat them a little better because they're my children, because they know that I have been good to probably their children or some children in their neighborhood or some team that they play for or whatever, right? Or to them in, in general, right? One of the, it's, it's funny, one of the girls that I used to train as a, she might've been 10 or 12, somewhere in that range, right? She, she does pitching lessons now for my daughter, for my oldest daughter. So my oldest daughter is 10, about to be 11. I trained this girl when she was, 10 to 12 somewhere in that range and now it's come full circle now she's training my daughter right and because of what i did with her she gives my daughter a little bit more love and care and encouragement and, and things like that and every once in a while i'll hear her say something she'll be like you know you i know your dad is making sure you know because of who i was and who i who i worked you know how i worked with her that legacy lives on right and so don't get so caught up in the financial pieces of legacy. Don't get so caught up in the monetary things of legacy. Don't get so caught up in like the things of legacy because the things of legacy will perish. But the person that you are will last forever. When people bring up your name, when your children say my father, right? And again, I say fatherhood is one of those things that is lasts forever. Once you become a father, you're never not a father, right? Like your children will refer to you as their father, right? Your grandchildren will refer to you as their grandfather. Their great grandchildren will refer to you as your their great grandfather, right? And somewhere down the line, you'll be like, oh man, back in the day, my great great grandfather did such and such, or my great great grandfather was such a pillar in his community that everybody loved him. You're going to have that legacy. They're not going to be like, oh man, my great great grandfather had a five story house. Maybe, but that ain't the most important thing to him. It's not. I'm telling you right now, it's not. Right. If you ask most kids right now, if I can ask my kids right now. At 10 and 8, what they got for their fifth birthday. Fifth and seventh, let's say make it close, make it even for both of them. Fifth and seventh. Good chance they don't remember. Right. They might remember what they got last year for their birthday. They might remember what they got for this past Christmas. And that's only six months away. But beyond that, they don't remember. Right. But if you ask them what's the, the most uh, impactful time that they had, what's the most fun they had, like they talk about experiences and things that we did. Right. Being around each other and having fun in those ways. Right. They don't talk about the monetary things. They don't talk about like my kids don't even <clears throat> they get money on their birthdays and people give them money. Right. Because that's like the gift people give nowadays. They don't remember how much they got. Right. They get it. They give it to me. We put it in the, in the account. We either invest it or we put it into their own personal checking account. And they keep pushing. And that may be because of where we are status wise. Right. And we're not anything special, but maybe because we provided a certain life for them. They don't think about it that way. I know when I was a kid, if you gave me money. I was counting them dollars because they was few and far between. And I made sure that they stretched as long as they could. But they live in a different world, in a different different time. Um, and they, they're much better off than I was. But 
what I'm saying is, is that it's, it's about the experiences and, and the time and the energy and the effort and the love and the compassion and all of those intangible things that you provide for them that are more important than the actual things you think you provide for them, right? Like that roof over their head is obviously important. Clothes on their back is obviously important. The food that they eat and things that they drink are obviously important. But if you ask your kids today, right, wait, wait till tonight. 10 o'clock tonight or nine o'clock tonight, whatever time your kids go to sleep, right before bed, ask them what they have for breakfast. Watch the struggle that, that happens, right? Them trying to remember, right? And you worked your ass off to make sure that the, the pantry and the refrigerator, whatever, that the eggs and the bacon was in there. And then you probably, if you're like me, you got up and made the breakfast and they don't even remember it at the end of the day, right? But that's something I worked so hard to provide. They don't get that piece, right? But they might remember that your that dad made us breakfast this morning. Like we remember spending time with dad. He woke up this morning. We talked about gratitude. We we had fun. We listened to music. We had like our normal morning routine. But as far as the actual things that I provided in terms of like the the, the tangible things, the food, they don't care about that. What they care about is the experience. So when we talk about our legacy, it's again not about the dollars and the cents. It's not about the physical things that we provide. It's about what we leave in them. I heard T.D. Jakes say this, and I think Steve Harvey might have repeated it. And it's not about what you leave them. It's about what you leave in them, right? That's your legacy. What you leave in them is what lasts on forever, right? What you leave them, even the wealthiest people leave wealth behind and wealth is gone in a generation or two, right? unless it's well-managed, typically wealth is gone, right? We get, if I become a millionaire, multimillionaire, and I don't leave something in my children to nurture or to create or to build on that million in a couple of years, it's gone, right? If I just leave them the tangible dollars, they're going to spend it, blow through it. And by the time that their grandkids or so their kids or grandkids are old enough, that money's gone. Uh, we're starting over from scratch, right? But if I give them that money and I also leave in them the tools and the resources and the understanding of how to nurture, grow, create, build, um, how I built it, how I did it, uh, there's a good chance that that money lasts quite a bit longer and maybe forever, right? And it's the same thing with with just anything else, right? It's not about the the hard things. It's about the soft skills that you provide. It's about the understanding, the compassion. Um, and that's why emotional intelligence is so important, right? Because all of those things that are encompassed in emotional intelligence are what you leave to your children, right? It's what you give to them. It's your gift to them. It's what, what nourishes their inner person, right? Like having a nice jacket on is cool, but when you're warm from the inside out, like your heart is warm, it's much better, right? Um, all right. So before I ramble on too much, I'm going to start to wrap this thing up. I appreciate everybody that jumped on the live on Instagram. Um, as always, appreciate you guys for listening to the podcast. Again, if you're not following already, please go follow uh, at Four Fit Fatherhood, the number Four Fit Fatherhood on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can listen to the podcast at www.forfitfatherhood.com. Uh, again, the number four. Try to make it simple. It's the same all the way across. Um, there's a there's a blog on there as well. I don't post to the blog that often. I try to do it bi-weekly. So bi-weekly posts um, from um, from the blog there. We talk about different topics. Um, again, creating a community. 
Uh, I'm going to move that over to social bub, uh, building it out right now. Courses, conversations, chats, posts, uh, all of that great stuff is going to be there. Um, so let's say it, it's it's this Instagram account on, on steroids, right? Because it's not just me posting and doing lives where it's kind of just one way, me talking at you, me posting at you, me captioning at you. But it's us interacting and growing, just like I do with my 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 inner circle of, of fathers of men. Um, like I said, we we were moving this weekend. We had great conversation because we we're around each other, um, and it was a two way thing, three way thing, four way thing, group thing, right? We're able to talk and grow and build, and I can ask questions and you can get answers and you can ask questions and I can give it. Like it's 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 better to have a community like that because that supports growth, um, and that's what I want and, and for the for the from this social bug community is to promote growth of me, of you, um, everything that we possibly can, because if I can become a better father to my children, right? my children get to go interact with your children because you are a better father to your children. By doing so, you and I create a better world, even if it's just with our children. Right? But then our children take that legacy of creating a better world and they do the same thing and they continue to do the same thing. Hopefully one one family at a time, one community at a time, one state at a time, we build and create the world that we want to see. It starts in the home and it starts with us. Right? If, if there's anything to be fixed, if there's anything wrong, extreme ownership, it's up to us, right? If it is to be, it's up to me. And so I'm going to take the initiative to make sure that I'm taking care of it in my household. I'm going to challenge you to do the same. Again, I appreciate you guys for jumping on, for joining me. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.